Please be seated. Someone has been leaving me cat pictures all over the place. This one says, how not to commit heresy preaching on the Trinity. Say nothing and show pictures of kittens instead. (laughs) Many of you have heard me say at weddings and in classes on other occasions that I believe that the idea of the Trinity is one of the greatest gifts that Christian faith brings to the conversation among world religions. I'm not terribly interested in what constitutes heresy. If you're interested in that, you can find the Athanasian Creed among the historical section, document section of the prayer book. And if you happen to read it, give thanks that we no longer recite it on a regular basis. What I'm interested in is the Trinity as a picture or a name or a descriptor of God. So when we peel away all the layers of doctrine, what we're left with, I think, is this. It is that it is of the nature of God to be in relation. That's who God is. Trinity is who God is. That relationship is revealed or named as love. And it brings ever new possibilities into being. In many ways, the language of modern science is more helpful here than ancient theology. The smallest units of matter, as I understand it, can be thought of as essentially energy in relation. And on on a macro level, The outer edges of what we think of as space are ever-expanding universes of possibility. God, seen as Trinity, is creative because that's who God is. And we are made in the image of God, each of us filled with creative possibility, never stuck, never trapped, except by our own lack of imagination or lack of faith. And if you've heard me say that Trinity is perhaps the biggest and best gift that we bring to interreligious discourse, then you've also heard me say that we are made in the image of God. And so we are made for relationship revealed as love. We are made by love for love. I recently enjoyed the extraordinary honor of being roasted by many of the leadership of this spectacular parish. And I think that one of the wittiest moments, and there were many, was when the great Karnak, Hank Harris, who I'd rather hoped had retired, Um, held up a card to his lampshade hat and said, Barry White. And then he opened the envelope and said, who first said the love that made us for love? (laughs) All in fun, but still, the God who is revealed as love is the source of life and grace. My friend Ed Bacon retired from All Saints Pasadena, sometimes thought of as All Saints West, early this month. He'd become... Uh, rather identified with the story he liked to tell from his time in Dalton in our diocese. He told of a a northern journalist coming to town and ordering breakfast, bacon, eggs, toast, and so on. And when his food arrived, he had to ask his server, excuse me, but what's this white stuff on my plate? Honey, dems grits, came the answer. But I didn't order grits. Honey, grits just come. (laughs) And... And that, says Brother Ed, is just like the grace of God. Grace just come. Grace just come. The grace of God has been made manifest in my life and in the life of our community in remarkable ways over the past 18 years, often small ways, just building and building and building. And I will ever be profoundly grateful for it and for each of you in whom God's love has been made incarnate in my life. I was rare in recent weeks. We've had 
uh, Rite 13 and Confirmation and Senior Celebration Day. And I was aware of just the extraordinary number of stories and events and celebrations that we've shared together. And I can look around and know just tons of stories that we've, we've had together. That's, that's grace. Some of those seniors, a couple of them I had baptized. And then I looked at, thought about the, the Comfermans in 10th grade. I baptized most of them. And then the right 13 kids, I'd actually not only baptized them, I'd married their parents, you know. <laughs> it's, it's extraordinary, the layers and layers and layers of, of beauty and connection in which grace just come, just come. I've been clear since day one with you that this is not my church. This is God's church. I don't feel like I'm handing over my baby, as it were. Uh, It's a spectacular, graceful work of God into which each of us are called out or ecclesia, made church. We pray before services with those Participate in the leadership of worship, pray with the choir, pray with the staff of prayer over and over, giving thanks for the privilege of serving here, remembering that we're here by that same grace that just comes, ever striving for right relationship or righteousness with God and our neighbors. But there's something else that comes with grace along with beauty and love and everything, which is often only seen as graceful in hindsight, and that's the reality of growth. A lot of lip service is paid to how wonderful growth is. But truth be known, growth is usually painful to some degree. Energy in relation leads to ever-expanding universes, which means endings of the worlds we know and in which we find ourselves comfortable. And over 18, the past 18 years, we've continued the legacy that we've inherited from faithful predecessors here and have continued to expand our own horizons of what it means to be human, what it means to be created in the image of God, recognizing that in the end what makes us human is right relationship in communities in which we are recognized and affirmed and valued and loved. And so we keep expanding our welcome as much as we can to all those whom God brings into our midst. I've certainly grown in my own understanding of the reality of growth, even to the point of just one example of developing uh, a few much-needed filters, recognizing that not everything that occurs to me as amusing needs to be shared at the same moment as my having the thought. (laughs) Praise God for small mercies. So So we've talked about spiritual growth as something that's rather hard to measure, but it flows from the core spiritual practices of praying and serving and giving by chosen actions, conscious actions each day and each week, Uh, all serving in the same way as worship does. Worship, the core practice of the Christian community by which we are turned, metanoia is the word, repentance is often how it's translated, turned toward that which is of ultimate worth, toward what really matters in and for life so that we can be shaped for lives that are more graceful and courageous and generous and hopeful and adventurous and creative and loving than we ever imagined possible. That's spiritual growth. God revealed as Trinity is the source of grace and our growth, and together and individually we've enjoyed an abundance of both, perhaps and perhaps especially in and through the hard times, many of which we have shared. St. Paul recognized this most beautifully when he wrote to the faithful in Rome, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God 
through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace, this grace in which we stand, this grace which just come. And we boast in our hope of sharing in the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings. We also recognize the reality of hardship in our lives. And we boast in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance. And endurance produces character, that character by which we live more generously and hopefully. And character produces hope, real and reasonable hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to each and every one of us. It's a beautiful summary of the faith we've enjoined one another to practice over the past 18 years. But before concluding, there's one more theme that has woven through our life and ministry together in which I'd like to touch, and that's the notion that what I want for all of us is that we live until we die. Life in the face of death is surely one of the greatest fruits of the Holy Spirit we can imagine. As with many of you, I've seen people die long before their bodies give out. They're just kind of walking dead. But I've also seen people live in relationship when their mental and physical capacities are extremely limited. This week I was with a brother who is struggling as his horizon draws near. And he's having some new sort of visions, really. And he's thinking about what those visions mean. And even as he finds his world more limited, he's able to affirm that just thinking about this is learning. And learning is creative, and learning is growing, and he is very much alive. It's a sign for me of the hope which does not disappoint. I also remember, and I've shared this with you before, I think, visiting a couple uh, where the woman, the wife, the friend had cancer and it turned out to be the day before she died she and her husband were sitting on her bed at home and I said something like I don't suppose there's much fun for you at the moment is there and he holding her hand said no there's not much fun and she finished but we both know deep joy and there it is life even unto death she died the next day She was buried from here, ushered into that greater communion of saints of which we are all a part, connected in God's love and grace forever. I will never forget your love for me, for Sage, Alexander, Joanna, Ruthie, and Alison. And I will be eternally grateful to you forever. Grace upon grace. Thanks be to each of you and the love who made us for love. Blessed Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.